Hi, welcome to episode five of Biz Leaders Season Two. I'm Sarah Chan, and today we are brewing with Country Manager of Nespresso Hong Kong, Roger Stahelli. Co-hosting with me is coffee lover and my boss, DJ Clark. Hi, Sarah. I gotta say, I've been a, a fan of this podcast for some time now, and、uh, it's great to be finally invited. Uh, to come on and talk about it, and talk about one of my favourite topics, which is coffee, of course.、Um, though I am not an owner of an espresso machine yet, though having、uh, researched this podcast, I'm definitely looking at one. But I think in the UK, a lot of people it's becoming much more popular. I know a lot of people have it. I've seen different statistics. I was reading about. Um, of the numbers of people, which was quite surprising, how many people actually have these machines these days. So let's start off finding out what Roger Stahelli begins his day with. So I, I'm quite traditional when it comes to、uh, morning、uh, beverage. So typically, I'm having two、uh, long cups. So、uh, this is now my third cup. It's ten、uh, o'clock. So that's.、Uh, Probably a bit more than usual, but typically I have two long cups in the morning for tissue longer.、Uh, Nespresso was、uh, created a bit more than 30 years ago with a very simple vision. At that time, it was an engineer、uh, who wanted to reproduce the same coffee experience of a coffee shop at home. So there,、uh, this engineer came up with the concept of portion coffee. And 30 years ago, of course, this was a real revolution in the industry because coffee at that time was mainly instant coffee. Uh, or traditional roast and ground coffee, and coming up with a portion concept was a true revolution. And I would say, when we look at this today,、uh, starting from being a pioneer in the industry to be the global icon for portion coffee is something、uh, which is very、uh, meaningful and, and important.、Um, so, 30 years company in Hong Kong, we don't have 30 years history. We have about 20 years of history. So. We've been founded.、Uh, we started business 20 years ago in Hong Kong. First, with an agent,、uh, caring more for the professional solution, so selling to offices, hotels, and restaurants mainly. And then, in 2004, we established our subsidiary in Hong Kong. So we then opened our first boutique in 2007 in IFC and in Elements. And today, we have grown to a network of three permanent boutiques. We are also offering. Uh, our uh, services through e-commerce, which is a very fast-growing channel for us, and then we are having a call center also, which is more about the customer care than the sales part. So it's more relationship. And of course, we have also kept the professional side of the business, caring for offices, hotels,、uh, and cafes. So, when beginning a week's work, what's your choice for Monday morning? I have long coffees as well. I never used to call them long. I just used to call them a big mug of coffee. But I have a filter machine at home, and religiously, as I wake up in the morning, I will make myself a large cup of coffee with milk,、um, and then I'll probably have two or three more during the day, depending on how tired, how much sleep I got the night before, probably. I presume that people like you prefer espresso. I'm not. I mean, I do try. I have espressos occasionally.、Um, when I'm working and I'm busy, I'll just go for a cappuccino or something fairly simple, or a straight espresso. I try to avoid instant coffee, particularly in our office, which is terrible, and I don't know why. <laughs> That's why I never try them. So many times, particularly in the Chinese mainland, you arrive at a hotel and all they've got is a Nescafe,、yes. which is、yes. a packet that's got the 
um, the, the milk powder and the sugar already in it, and it's normally Nescafe. Um, and so when I saw the Nespresso, I kind of equated the two together, but I've since learned that, of course, they're completely different, although they come from the, the same mother company, um, they are completely different uh, types of coffees and that they work in their own particular ways. Um, but yeah, Nescafe you know, has such a domination of the instant coffee, and that's something I think a lot of people, not just myself, but a lot of people have come to learn um, that there's a better, you know, there's a better way of consuming uh, coffee. Um, and these machines seem like they're uh, a way of doing it in-house, uh, saving a lot of money from going to coffee shops for sure, um, quick, simple, easy. Fuss free. Uh, yeah, fuss free. And, and that to me is pretty exciting. And you know, I, I can understand why this business is something that's really growing. Um, and also you, you combine that with this new love for coffee in China and in Hong Kong, which is, which is obviously growing uh, as people start to appreciate uh, the taste and sort of move away from their traditional tea drinks. Yeah, notice when I hang out with my friends on Chinese mainland, we like to spend a lazy morning, so we always get up very late in that day, and we went out for a coffee talk in any coffee shop nearby and spend the afternoon together. So it's really, you know, good experience. But I, I think that also equates to the to the coffee shop feel, the place. Um, in my wife's hometown in the Chinese mainland, um, there's a new Starbucks that's just opened and it's just the most amazing um, uh, shop but it's not about the coffee there it's about the whole ambiance and the fact that it looks very different from other restaurants and other places where you go and, and sit down and have a drink uh, looks very very cool very relaxed and you can see people wanting to spend time there and to be seen there and, and I think that that's something slightly different from what these machines are all about because this is actually taking that experience or taking that maybe that you start with just wanting to hang out in that place and then after you've, you, you, you start to, to appreciate and like coffee and then you, or maybe you crave it, maybe you start to become addicted to it, I don't know, but, but there becomes a time where you want to take it home and this is what this machine does is it gives you an opportunity to have a really good cup of coffee um, very, you know, very simply using this, this capsule method. I know it's been around, they talk about it being around for 30 years uh, and it's something that they've obviously developed uh, over time and there's lots of competitors as well now. So this is the first pillar, the quality of the coffee. The second pillar uh, is the machines and the innovation of, of our business where on a very regular basis we are innovating in our products. Uh, as a market leader we think this is very important to keep on the pace of innovation. So every year we are launching uh, a large number of new products, whether it's coffee, whether it's machines. So for example, you can see in this boutique uh, today some new coffees we have launched, limited edition coffees and the new machine which was launched uh, last week. And the third pillar after coffee and innovation is the service. And I think this is really something which is important not only for the in-home business, but also for the out-of-home business when we are uh, dealing with professional customers, the service part of the business. And I think this is overall something which uh, we also see a rapid transformation in Hong Kong uh, because over the past year Hong Kong was very much used to sell to a large number of people. I would say the business was coming, there was a large number of tourists coming to Hong Kong but now we see that the brands are paying more attention to the service uh, they are offering to the customers and this has always been for us something within the DA of the brand and we are also recognized today when it comes to the service we are offering in a boutique as a truly unique uh, value proposition.
So my thrift with Nespresso has been limited, but I do know that the Nespresso Boutique in the IFC Mall in Hong Kong offers a holistic experience for coffee lovers. You know, you are surrounded by displays of their coffee machines while sipping freshly brewed coffee. There's piles of coffee captures decorating the cafe, and LED lights flashing along the lines of coffee pots that are hanging from an espresso-colored wall. It was quite the experience. Apparently, they have 24 varieties of coffee captures. So the coffee beans are harvested in nine different countries like Mexico, uh, Ethiopia, Brazil, India. They're categorized according to 12 different aromas such as um, flowery, citrus, roasted and honey, etc. Um, the, the choices are plenty, which is good for Nespresso since Hong Kong people have a very diverse taste. I would say that there are some preference. Probably you cannot related back directly to a country of origin, but what, what we can see in the local market is uh, people are consuming coffee with milk, mainly. Mm. For a vast majority, they are drinking coffee as a recipe, as a latte macchiato or cappuccino. Mm. So there, typically, the consumer would tend to go for a more intense coffee mm. to match with the milk, to give a, a stronger cappuccino or a stronger latte. So this is one of the things we see. We also see the consumer uh, in Hong Kong being uh, more attracted by um, cereal type, cocoa type coffees rather than floral coffees. I would say we, we take seriously our role as, uh, as a leader in the market and the innovation is something which is very important. I have mentioned that as being a value of the brand and we really see the benefit of innovation. It is really something which is expected also from the consumer in Hong Kong. We know that People in Hong Kong or also in China, they, they love to see novelties, they like to see change. So this is uh, something we believe is very important to offer that to the customer, but also to stay uh, ahead of competition when it comes to what we are doing with coffee. I can give you an example. We have a beginning of this year launched uh, a very exceptional coffee, which was a vintage coffee. And this is something which was really new in the industry. So we had beans from 2014, which we stored in a warehouse in Colombia in high altitude. Uh, and then the coffee was sold to the consumer three years later. So for us here, the objective was, of course, to offer something very unique to the customer. But it was also for us a way as a coffee company to gain insights about the aging process on coffee. And this, what was exceptional is not aged coffee, but more that it was done with a very special variety with a Colombian coffee. Uh, as usually this is more done with Indonesian coffee. So this is the part of innovation, so important for the company and important for the consumer uh, alike. As a global brand, we are trying to offer the same experience to our consumers around the world in our boutique. So whether you go to a boutique in Hong Kong or whether you go to a boutique in, in Paris or in uh, Los Angeles or New York, you would usually be able to find the same type of products but of course, what makes the product more successful in Hong Kong is actually the size, because you recognize the fact that size is a big challenge in Hong Kong. Every, everybody knows that in Hong Kong, or that people are living in very small living surfaces. It has a very high density. So of course, launching a small machine like we did with Essenza Mini two months ago, offering uh, uh, having a very small footprint and offering a high quality coffee is something which makes it more interesting for us. So I would say the products are similar. But when it comes, of course, to the marketing strategy and the investment, we put 
behind the product here. Of course, we are trying uh, to invest into the products and the launches which are more meaningful to the local community. Yeah, and I, th I thought it was interesting also that the, the way that Roger was talking about that in Hong Kong, you know, size is really important because people have such small apartments that they've designed this very special small one. And I was on, on the website soon after, um, not, uh, no longer researching the story, but actually looking, thinking, oh, I might buy one myself or maybe get one for Christmas. And that small one really is very appealing because it looks very nice. Yes, it looks very nice. Uh, it's, it's, it's cheaper than the other ones, though I have seen online that, you know, there are competitors that will still um, use the same um, capsules um, and that they are cheaper but but yeah it, it just looks like a really nice product um, easy to easy to use um, and and as I said I mean that that how long they will dominate the market because they seem to be very much at the forefront and and I also saw that you know that they're not just they're continually innovating and creating new products which is kind of interesting to see um, but it is it is that that um, ability to make things quickly. I mean, the cost is something that's also quite interesting because the, the cost of the coffee using this capsule thing is, is substantially cheaper than going into a uh, coffee, coffee shop. shop. Yeah. Um, obviously, you don't get the same chance to sit with your friends. Well, you could do, I guess, so they could come around to your house instead. The, it's, it's still working at about $4. I worked out a cup, depending on which blend you have. They have obviously ones that are more expensive and cheaper. And they have also competitors who produce capsules that fit in the same machines that are cheaper. And, and you know, I think that that competition is, is probably going to be very good. It's going to probably grow the market. The big downside for me, though, is that you can only buy these capsules online or through their, their boutique stores. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't pass through the IFC very often, so that means, uh, or where the other boutique stores are because I live on the other side of town, but that means, you know, I can't go and get or the coffee when I'm doing my supermarket shop. So my supermarket shop is normally where I buy my coffee as well as tea and, you know, all my other things as well that I need, and I, I take a note of what I need. But it seems a bit strange that I have to go to a separate place. I, in fact, I have to go online. Um, actually, where I live is difficult to deliver to, so I probably have to get them delivered to work, and then I have to take them home. So that that whole fuss of being able to buy them is a is a really sort of downside to me. And uh, you know, I I really don't understand why they wouldn't want to have their products uh, in the supermarkets as well. It's indeed a way to promote, you know, consumer experience. Also, I've seen a lot of other brands of uh, coffee capsules on sale or on, on offer in supermarkets elsewhere, yeah. but, but maybe they're reluctant to uh, lower their standards of offering this kind of unique, holistic experience of shopping, uh, you know, this uh, as they brand it themselves as a, a luxury brand, you know, they, so may, maybe they're reluctant to uh, let go of this luxury feeling of shopping coffee capsules in Central, in <laughs> IFC Mall. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, for those people who don't know Hong Kong, uh, IFC Mall, we should point out, is it's often the place where people want to launch brands or be seen having a brand there, and they have this very big shop, which I have seen and walked past many times. I'd probably go in next time. I haven't been in yet. Um, to, uh, really? No, as, as I said, I, I've, I, I was always put off by it. I, I was worried about things like 
the recycling. I didn't like the fact that there's so much waste. And now I see through um, through what we're just talking about. You know, this is a big initiative for them. They've obviously taken that on board and and have this big recycling initiative, which I think is very good to see. Indeed, the biggest concern is is the impact the capsules has on the environment. The capsules are causing a waste problem since they're very difficult to recycle because they use a variety of mixed plastics and aluminum in the pots. Well, in fact, uh, the German city of Hamburg has banned these coffee pots from state-run buildings as part of an environmental drive to reduce waste. But uh, critics fear that most of the pots will end up in landfills, despite companies scaling up the recycle process. Yes, so uh, sustainability is something uh, which is really embedded uh, in the company's values. We have started uh, very early with some initiatives uh, recycling. The first market who started that was actually Switzerland and what, that was already many years ago. So this is really embedded there and we have uh, taken different initiatives, I would say, at Nespresso to minimize as much as possible uh, the impact we have uh, on the society. So what does it mean? It means that coffee, for example, uh, we have very early recognized the need for us uh, to sustain uh, the ability or our ability to source only the best coffee in the world. So this is where we have started uh, a AAA program. Uh, this is an espresso program, which is launched in collaboration with the Rainforest Alliance, which is auditing our program. And there we are working with the coffee farmers in the country of origins on three specific aspects, which is the coffee quality, of course, and then which is the environmental sustainability of uh, growing the coffee, and then uh, the sustainability for the society, where we also want to make sure that uh, it's making sense for the new generations to continue uh, to produce and to grow uh, coffee. So this is the AAA program. Today we have more than 80% of our coffee, which is AAA certified, and our ambition by 2020 is to have 100% of our permanent Grand Cru, uh, which are AAA uh, certified. We have a second pillar on the sustainability. You mentioned that this is the recycling, and this is where we are getting most active in the market uh, when it comes to promoting recycling. I think this is something which is uh, very important for the society. Uh, also in Hong Kong, where we see uh, in the news a lot of uh, issues related to recycling. Uh, or, or and, to, and to the environment in general. So here, our main uh, ambition is to raise the awareness of the ability of the recycling and to raise also the usage of recycling. So we have launched different campaigns in the past years where uh, we work with some organic farms in the new territories. We currently have a campaign where we work with Food Angel as well to promote the idea of recycling. Our capsules uh, are made of aluminium, uh, and the reason for that is that this is the best material we have found so far to protect the freshness uh, of our coffee. Because when you grind coffee, you have an oxidation process which starts immediately. So this is why we are using aluminium to protect the coffee uh, freshness, um, whether it's we protect it from the light uh, or the oxygen. So. We use, recycle, uh, we use aluminum and aluminum is actually a very good material because it's a material you can also recycle to its infinite. So in Hong Kong, to give you an idea what happens when customers bring back capsules for recycling, we are separating the aluminum from the coffee in Hong Kong. The aluminum is then sent back to China for recycling 
and the coffee is used in a farm in the new territories as a fertilizer in the farm, and this farm is then growing vegetables and fruits with that. And then the third pillar of sustainability is on our operations, where we also have a commitment that by 2020, we want uh, to be 100% carbon neutral as a company. Uh, so this is on one hand uh, happening through looking to our operations, our factories. We are also looking at the way we are, how we are sourcing coffee. And we also have a commitment to plant some new trees in the countries of origin. So the recycling plan also serves as a way to improve consumer experience and to encourage consumer participation. And Nespresso also looks at how to make the whole coffee process more sustainable from the very start. You know, it joined the AAA sustainability plan. So basically, if a farmer's coffee beans are graded by Nespresso as AAA, it means the beans have met Nespresso's highest rating for quality and sustainability. So that, that's great. And, and of course, they, you know, everyone is doing um, these, these um, ethical coffees now, or fair trade coffees as they call them, or different ways of, of branding that, which I think is a very good, good thing also. So, you know, it's nice to, to get a story behind the coffee um, and, you know, the different tastes and things that come with it, but also know something about the region of where the coffee is being grown and um, what is the tradition in those places. I've got to admit, I, I have been to Ethiopia a few times and I've had some of the best coffees I've ever had there. It is just remarkable, yeah. Where did you get them? In a coffee shop? In Ethiopia, there's coffee shops everywhere, and it's 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 sort of it's very cheap, um, and uh, they serve different types of coffees like we get here, macchiatos and uh, cappuccinos and all sorts of other things, as well as just the, the normal straight espressos. But it, it's really smooth. It's something that uh, I, I I remember making actually for China Daily a long time ago. I did a travel story there, and um, I remember making. Uh, quite a lot of, of the coffee there and talking about it that I did you bring any coffee beans from Ethiopia back home I think I did I mean I we I get we I, I do try and pick them up I mean I think China in in Yunnan province whenever I go there I have great coffee I mean they're, they're growing mm -hmm. um, coffee in more regions in in China now with I think you know coffee is something that is, is sprouting up in different places where you wouldn't normally have it I think in Yunnan particularly there they're moving away from some of the teas and other things that they've grown traditionally and finding new markets in coffee. Interestingly, uh, in my research, I found that uh, Chinese people only consume like 83 grams of coffee every year. So that's like five, five to six cups a year, well, comparing to you know, uh, around two kilograms in Hong Kong and 49 kilograms in UK and 44 kilograms in the US. Yeah. So it's there's a huge gap between the coffee consumption, but uh, we can see that the, the, the majority of consumers on Chinese mainland for coffee or coffee-related products are most young people who live in the first or second tier cities. Yeah. And we, we have this kind of uh, uh, internet celebrity or shops that's really popular on internet that people would like to uh, wait for 40 minutes or an hour or in a coffee shop, yeah, in, a, in a coffee shop or a tea yeah. shop to wait for just a cup of tea. And, and I think like programs like Friends that have been, you know, incredibly popular in China, yeah. where they all hang out in a coffee shop. You know, those kind of things also really help uh, get people to think more about coffee. So I'm, uh, as a Swiss, uh, I used to make that joke, but I'm a Swiss economist. So I had to go uh, part of my life or my career through banks. 
So I'm, I'm coming from the banking industry first. Uh, but uh, I, I was then really willing to, to have a, to, to work for a, a company and a product which was more meaningful to me. Uh, and I would say uh, in 2005, Nespresso was really booming. Uh, it was already uh, an important business in Europe mainly, in Switzerland, in France, in some other markets, and it was really growing very fast. Uh, and being attracted naturally to food and beverage, to quality items, and to brands, uh, it was for me a natural choice. So I started there in 2005 on the Swiss market. Uh, I stayed there for two and a half years before moving to our headquarters, which is also located in Switzerland. Uh, in Lausanne, close to the, on the Geneva Lake uh, side. And then, uh, so I stayed for five, five and a half years there, uh, where I was in charge of the global partnerships. So this also allowed me to travel extensively in most of uh, the regions in the world. Um, and this was very interesting also to see how the, consume, the different consumer behaviors, whether you are in Europe and also within Europe, you have very different uh, consumer behaviors in South Europe or Northern Europe. The US is a very different market. Asia, obviously, is a very interesting market too. So I really had the ability to gain a lot of insights from the different cultures. And then I moved to Hong Kong in 2014. So I came here in February 2014, uh, and I've been really enjoying uh, my, my uh, days here in Hong Kong. So uh, what do you think about you know, a banker who joined the coffee industry? Yeah, I thought that was very interesting that he, his, his past had been in the financial world and then moved into this. I mean, I'm sure um, that will put him in good stead for all the economics and, and you know, running the business and making sure you know, the, the books are looking good. Um, but I liked his, um, his answer to that as well, that, that he was, it, was, it was a product that he kind of felt that he believed in. And I think that's important if you, you, know, if you want to... Yeah, you, we, we spend most of our life in our jobs and I think if you don't believe in what you're doing uh, it makes that that task a lot harder so you know having he, he's clearly a coffee lover I mean he, he talked about that and I think he's also quite proud of this kind of Swiss exclusivity we've been witnessed you know a picking up trend that in the, uh, young people or just normal people who would like to you know start their own business and starting a coffee shop is probably a good way you know or more accessible way for them to run their own business and uh, at, at the same time the proliferation of coffee machines also make those you know startup dreams possible so it looks like it's time to start a coffee farm. I've got to say, when, if I stay in a hotel and they have an espresso machine in the hotel room, it always makes me happy because I know that, wow, I'm going to get a really nice cup of coffee uh, the next morning when I wake up, um, which, is, which, is, which is, I can see that. But, you know, whether you use, even though, I mean, some of the more expensive espresso machines are pretty pricey. Yes. But I, I still think if you go into a coffee shop, you're expecting, you know, a, a proper big machine. And, you know, you're, you're looking for a slightly different experience than you would do um, at home. Um, so, you know, that move into the, the consumer, you know, going B to C, I think was a very important move. Um, particularly as people's expectations uh, go up. I mean, in terms of you know starting your own coffee business, I mean that's something different. But but yes, I mean I think coffee is very much the thing to be in, uh, particularly in Asia at the moment. Uh, I think that you can't go wrong if you get a good location. Um, I mean, what 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 has been different in Asia is you don't have as many of these 
independent coffee shops, which I think that you see a lot of, uh, certainly uh, in the UK and in Europe. There are loads of YouTube videos on how to start a cafe, but here's the Hellis recipe for success. So I would say uh, there are a couple of things, but uh, stay optimistic. Uh, I, I think I, I'm, I've been in Hong Kong for three and a half years, and I think uh, Hong Kong is very fascinating in many aspects in terms of the energy it has, uh, in terms of the constant change of Hong Kong. Uh, so people have to, to believe in their dreams. Uh, they, they need to have an idea, they need to believe in their dreams. I think in Hong Kong, everything is possible. It's a place with, where uh, there are very uh, small barriers to make business, uh, so everybody gets a chance. And when people fail, I think there is, there is an, it's not about failure, but it's more, it's more about learning uh, on failure. So this is for me important, keep uh, the ambition, keep the spirit, try new things, learn from failures. And finally, I would also say that um, for, for me, it's a bit of uh, the longer term perspective, which is important as well, because success, again, is not something which is measured on the short term. So also when it comes to uh, making a contribution to a business or to the society, usually it takes a bit more than just one or two years to, to make a difference. So here also, I would tell the people have a bit of a longer term perspective also on things, look a bit longer. Uh, opportunistic is good, but longer-term construction and building for uh, long-term is important too. Nespresso has adopted a strong consumer-focused strategy. They invest a great deal in maintaining a good public image, positioning itself as a luxury brand for coffee, and George Clooney is their brand ambassador. That's a wrap for this episode of Buzz Leader. Thank you so much for making it, DJ. It's been great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that at last you've invited me onto the podcast. I'm a huge podcast fan and I've got to say, um, I have actually filmed some of these interviews uh, and I'd urge anyone um, who hasn't gone back and listened to previous episodes. There are some fascinating people and I, listening to this whole interview here, you know, as somebody who's not a businessman, uh, has very little interest in starting a business, um, I still find you know, what they speak about as being fascinating because they are talking about um, things that I am, I am um, engaging with on a day-to-day -day basis, but sort of telling me what's happening behind the scenes. And I think that alone is fascinating. Um, I'm also thinking about going and buying myself uh, a um, capsule machine. I'm not sure if it'll be oh, an really? espresso, but I certainly, um, through, <laughs> through listening to his interview, um, kind of realized that my fears of having a replicated experience from my instant coffee is, is not going to be Please there. do invite us to your house <laughs> and enjoy your homemade coffee. Once I do, you will be very welcome to come around for a cup. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, DJ. I'm Sarah Chen, and you've been listening to Biz Leader.